Hi there. Thanks for listening. This episode is sponsored by Matt, the Mortgage Guy, a California mortgage broker and real estate investor with your interest in mind. For good, honest advice and any of your residential financing needs, go ahead and shoot him a message at matt at themortgageguy.com or feel free to text him directly at 916-529-7600. Remember, when you're ready to apply, call Matt, the Mortgage Guy. And just so you know, for one rental at a time fans, he is waiving his $6.95 processing fee. Take care. Hey everyone, I have a returning guest and frankly, one of the, my most favorite people to speak with, Brian Adamson. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, Mike. Thanks for having me again, man. Oh, it's, it is so much fun talking to you. You're, you're just talking to you makes me feel better. I smile, right? You have a good, good head on your shoulders. You're fun to talk to. Great stories. Uh, I, I have a great time. So I just wanted to say that on record. <laughs> Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Everybody heard it. That's, That's good. right. And you can make that your ringtone now. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Some crazy guy in California. Anyways, right. yeah, what we're going to do today, Brian, is we're going to actually break down three of your Instagram posts. Okay. Right. Everybody should be following you on Instagram. So first off, what is your page? Because I think people really need to be following you. Sure. It's Brian underscore Adamson one. There you go. And folks, you got to, you got to watch it. I, I get them all. I get lots of posts on real estate, as you would imagine, but there are so few that actually make me feel better. And Brian is one of those pages. So check them out. Brian underscore Adamson one. Uh, yeah, one of the posts that really got me, Brian, I think it came out last week. It might've been 10 days ago or so was mm -hmm. basically the idea that being broke is a behavior problem, not a money problem. And I'm like, dude, that is so on point, but people don't get it. So what did you mean by that post? Yeah, I think that's like the biggest misnomer, right? About money is most people think they don't have enough, hmm. right? But the, the truth of the matter is, is being broke is more of a behavioral problem. So I think ultimately it starts with not having a budget. That's probably the catalyst to it all, right? Because you know, money's called currency for a reason. It has to flow somewhere. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like any other current, it travels through the least path of resistance. And so, um, you know, if you're not directing the flow mm -hmm. and telling it where to go, then it's going to choose the least path of resistance. And unfortunately for us, I believe that those least paths of resistance are typically those bad habits that we have that we just don't account for. Right. So the drinking, the partying, um, you know, the eating out, the hanging out, the, the, the retail therapy, all these things that we really don't account for because we look at them as our outlets. Um, it's typically where majority of the money flows outside of our, our, our bills and such, which sometimes for people, I think even come secondary to whatever it is, the lifestyle that they've kind of established for themselves. Yeah. And it's, it's, and again, I want people to hear this. It's not an income problem. I've been lucky enough in my career um, you know, to work with, work with individuals and be directly connected to individuals where their W-2s, their, their tax returns show over half a million dollars in a year's income. That's just ungodly amount of money. Yeah. And I could tell you, let me just make sure this is accurate. Yeah. I'd say most of them. So most being greater than 50% are broke, mm -hmm. right? If, if, if I told them, Hey, you're not going to work for six months, most of them would be bankrupt. And yeah. that's, that's, that's a tragedy. And that is, that is just a call on our consumerism, retail therapy, lack of a budget. Again, the, the mindset is, 
ah, I'm, I'm making it now. I'll keep making it in the future. So I'll just, I'll just spend what I have. And you're right. It, it currency, it goes the least path of resistance. And again, right. Even if you make a hundred grand or 70 grand or whatever, you, you need, you need to live on less. I mean, if this health crisis has taught us anything, mm-hmm. we need to really check ourselves. What is a need versus a want? Absolutely. And um, that's a big thing for me is, is, is auditing. Like folks, if, if you haven't done this in a while, do yourself a favor, go back and get your reports from December, right? Your bank statements, your credit cards, debit cards, wherever you spend and look at the list and write a little W or an N next to everything. An N is a need like roof over your head. Yeah. And a want is, you know, a new pair of shoes, a dress or whatever. And I think you might be amazed. I think that is, you just, folks, we got to, we got to understand that a budget's important. I think you're absolutely right, Brian. I, I agree. And just to piggyback off of that too, Mike, you know, when people are doing the wants and needs, even the need being a roof over the head, what type of roof over your head, right? Exactly. You know, even the vehicle, what type of vehicle do you really need, right? As opposed to the vehicle that you want. And yeah. so I think that that's probably a chronic failure as well in society is just people, you know, getting overextended and over leveraged based on converting these needs into wants, but then yeah. classifying them as needs. Oh, I totally agree. And the other real sad story, again, I'm talking to more and more people about just living below their means and budget and all of that is, and again, I can look at my personal experience, right? The first time you go get a W-2 job, you make 40 grand when you used to work in retail and you made 12 grand or whatever. You're like, oh my God. And what was the first thing I did, Brian? I went out and bought a $40,000 car. How Absolutely. stupid was that? Absolutely. That's but we all been there though, right? Oh, yeah. Just so everybody knows, me and Mike aren't talking from some ivory tower. Like we've made all of these same money mistakes. And so that's why we're here to have this conversation today to shed light on our previous stupidity as well as just trying to help and encourage others, right? So um, just for the record, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I have the scars right back here to prove how stupid I was at 25. Yeah, no question. Yeah. the, The other thing I think is really interesting when you think about this. So I've been lucky enough to be invited to talk to high school seniors. And here's a question I asked them. I just love your mindset on this. I asked them, how many of you, and again, they're seniors, right? So they don't know. I say, how many of you could live on 2000 a month, right? 2000 bucks to high school seniors. Awesome. All of them raised their hand, right? Yeah. And this is what I follow up with. I say, if that's true, all of you, and they're 17, maybe 18. I say, all of you could be financially free by 25. That's a fact. It's a fact. That's a fact. If you can live on 2K, you can be done in seven years. No, no question. A hundred percent. I just last night on my live, I was sharing about many people have this, this skewed perspective of what wealth is. And I'm like, you know, regardless of what you see on social media, the reality is, is the day that you can get your assets to pay for your liabilities, you're wealthy, period. Like, I don't care what the bank account says. It's not about going to make a million bucks. Like, that's not it. If if you can get your assets to pay for your liabilities, you are wealthy. And I just, for this quick anecdote, um, around Christmas, we went to the beach and myself, my 18-year-old daughter, my wife, we were playing Cash Flow, the game by Robert Oh, I love that. Bro, it was the first time I ever played it, right? (gasps) I I was in a commercial seminar. This is why your network is important. A few months ago, and the guy mentioned it. Up to this point, I'd never known about it. Ah. So we went, we played the game. And without expanding on all the dirty details, which I advise everybody go out and do it. Yeah. Uh, and we get no, this is not a shameless plug. Like Robert Kiyosaki is not giving us any money. No, he, he makes all that money. That <laughs> right. But but in the game really quick was that 
I was a janitor. My daughter was a doctor. My wife was a bank. My wife was a truck driver, right? Yeah. Me being a janitor, I made 1600 bucks as my, my salary. Yeah. I got out of the rat race before my daughter is a, a, a doctor and my wife as a truck driver. And the reason being was that my overhead was so low. And so for me to go out and accumulate those assets was much easier for me to offset my liabilities and finally free myself from the rat race. And so I just use that as an example. And as you know, from playing the game, it's far from a game. It's real life scenarios in that game. And for many people that's out here and they're like, man, I make 28 grand a year. I make 30 grand a year. I make 40 grand a year. You're actually in a better space than somebody that makes six figures because with six figures comes the additional credit that you really can't afford, but you think you can because they gave it to you. And it's a lot more room to be irresponsible when you're in that 20, 30, $40,000 bracket. If you can get a hold of your lifestyle and make sure that your lifestyle is situated as such that it's conservative, then you can absolutely put that money to work for you. Go out and acquire one or two or three assets, depending on what market you're in and retire yourself from the rat race. Yeah, I've played that game. Lucky enough. I think I've had that game five years, maybe seven years, a long time. It was a Christmas gift years ago. And uh, I think I've played it. 200 times and mm. at this point i can tell you the winner of the game is decided by which career you have because <laughs> i would have i would have guessed you got out of the rat race first right right again the lawyer and the doctor in that game you want to really have a total mind meld mm -hmm. i would tell you to go play the game again and have all three people be the lawyer mm. i've okay. done that a dozen times where we're all yeah. the same person it's an yeah. entirely different game like when one of you is a janitor and one of you is a lawyer, the game's over in like 45 minutes. Yeah. But if yeah. you're all lawyers, I mean, I've had games take hours. Yeah. Because that monthly nut is so high. And then you land on that damn, give me a kid and it jumps up again. Right. I mean, Jesus exactly. Christ. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, I can't win. I'm getting buried. But yeah, if you ever really wanted to have a total, like, if you really, uh, again, it's fun. You could do it once while everybody's a janitor. I bet you you'll be done in 20 minutes. Yeah, and then do it I once you're it. all attorneys, it'll be north of an hour is my guess. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. But so it's just, it's, it's, it's so mind blowing, man. Like oh, it is. And, and it was, it was, I was so encouraged because my 18 year old and thankfully she was the doctor. Right. And she was actually, she's actually in school right now in her undergrad hmm. um, in health science. And so she was able to see how difficult it was. It took her hours. Like they started the game back over the next day. So she did, so she could complete it because she was so committed to the cause. She ended up acquiring like 14 assets to finally get out of that rat race. But I told her, I said, in real life, that would have taken her probably seven to 10 years of going through that cycle. You know what I mean? And, and, and staying diligent, you know, as you know, you lose your job, et cetera, et cetera, all the nuances of the game. But mm -hmm. um, no, it's really eye opening. I think for anybody who they should, everybody should just play it at least once. That, that would be my encouragement. Mr. Beck, 60 or 80 bucks on Amazon that you would ever spend to give you a real life understanding of how assets work and how investing works. Yeah, total thumbs up, get nothing for it. Uh, the, that cash flow game. And again, I, I don't know, did you play the one where you were taking out a pencil and eraser and you were doing all the math yeah. yourself? Yeah. yeah, that's if you ever want to really get a feel for how income statements and balance sheets play together it's it's pretty powerful so oh absolutely again we're talking with brian adamson and the first uh instagram post we're talking about is being broke is a behavior problem any closing thoughts brian um it's for all the people that's out there on the sidelines right do yourself a favor 
And because many people, I think, hate their jobs because they don't see the benefit from it. Mm. Your lifestyle has crept so much that you go to work and you hate your job, not because you necessarily really hate your job. You hate your job because you don't see the benefit of it, because when the money comes in, all you're doing is paying bills. And so, you know, do yourself a favor and um, really take a look at your lifestyle. Uh, You know, don't pay attention to, to, to social media as much in terms of what you think you're supposed to have. And also you got to look at your soul, your soul environments um, because that has a lot of influence on what you think you're supposed to have as well. And what you're supposed to have is freedom. And so if whatever your lifestyle is, if it don't breathe that, then you need to take a look at it and then just make some changes. Like literally you can start today. It's not this big, like, you know, uh, convoluted thing. Like it's, it's very simple, whatever it is that is inhibiting you, inhibiting you, to have the freedom that you need, you got to stop it, right? Start tapering it off right now, make the changes, and then start investing yourself so that you can start to see uh, the compound effect. Because it's a compound effect of getting bad decisions. So with whatever way you play it, you will have reciprocity. You know yeah, amen to that. So Brian, anywhere else people should follow you other than your Instagram page? Uh, Instagram would be a great place. You can always go to uh, bbreducationgroup.com. Uh, you know, that's where I help people with real estate investing. And uh, you can also go to www.iflip.university. That's where we got a ton of uh, on-demand education as well. Very cool, Brian. Well, thank you very much. This is episode one of three. Thanks, man. Thank you. Mm-hmm.